You are listening to the April 22nd edition of the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast, a podcast where we, as a community, are reading through the one-year Bible plan. The one-year Bible plan always includes an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, a psalm, and a proverb. And that's exactly what we're going to do today, reading out of the New Living Translation. And we will begin in the Old Testament with Joshua chapter 24. Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshipped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountain of Seir, while Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward, I brought you out as a free people. But when your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased after you with chariots and charioteers. When your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them. With your very own eyes, you saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you into the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them, and you took possession of their land. Then Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, started a war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam bless you, so I rescued you from Balak. When you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Prezerites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave you victory over them, and I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your sword or bows that brought you victory. I gave you land you had not worked on, and I gave you towns you did not build. The towns where you are now living, I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped, when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors, the ones they serve beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. The people replied, We would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes as we traveled through the wilderness among our enemies. He preserved us. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites and the other nations living here in the land. So we too will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. Then Joshua warned the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy and jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. But the people answered Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. 
You are a witness to your own decision, Joshua said. You have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied. We are a witness to what we have said. All right, then, Joshua said. Destroy the idols among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day at Shechem, committing them to follow the decrees and regulations of the Lord. Joshua recorded these things in the book of God's instructions. As a reminder of their agreement, excuse me, as a reminder of their agreement, he took a huge stone and rolled it beneath the terebeth tree beside the tabernacle of the Lord. Joshua said to all the people, This stone has heard everything the Lord said to us. It will be a witness to testify against you if you go back on your word to God. Then Joshua sent all the people away to their home, own homelands. <clears throat> After this, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he had been that had been allocated at Timeth Seir in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gashin. The people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him. Those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel, the bones of Joseph, which the Israelites had brought along with them when they left Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the plot of land Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamer for 100 pieces of silver. This land was located in the territory allotted to the descendants of Joseph. Eleziar, son of Aaron, also died. He was buried in the hill country of Ephraim in the town of Gabbath, which had been given to the son of Phinehas. And that concludes the book of Joshua. And um, this last chapter... It's a beautiful reminder for even us as New Testament Christians that who does the work? God does the work. It's God alone. The beginning of this chapter said, I did this, I did this, I did this. It was God who freed them. It was God who sustained them. It was God who led them into a promised land where, as this text says, they lived in towns they did not build. They harvested from vineyards that they did not plant. And as a Christ follower, you are just like that. You serve. You, you, you get to uh, partake in the blessings of things you did not earn. And I'm sure you know that. Uh, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you, you probably live in a home and never have to worry about a meal. And those blessings are great, but the even greater blessings for those who trust in Jesus are, number one, your sin has been paid for, gone, through what Jesus did on the cross. Uh, he paid for that sin. He poured out his blood. He, he lived the perfect life you couldn't live and died the death you deserve to die. So your, your guilt and your shame can be dealt with and, and be gone. And you now begin to work on yourself in, uh, in freedom, not out of obligation. Uh, also, as a blessing, we have the Holy Spirit in us to help us with that progress because we can't even do that on our own. The Holy Spirit has to help us through every step of the way. I hope that you know that. You, you need the Spirit's help so that you can trust in Jesus at the beginning and so that you can continue to trust in Jesus. And not only that, but the Spirit empowers us for mission so that we can not only experience salvation and find peace, but we can know our purpose and begin to live fulfilled. And then um, the, the part of the blessing that we haven't got to experience yet is we believe in a future hope. Um, as the people here are being led into the promised land and they have now settled in the promised land, we know that the greater promised land is the day in which Jesus comes back and resurrects all of the dead and defeats the kingdom of death and we all live together in the restored kingdom of life back 
as things should be with no sin and death in the world. It's going to be awesome. And what's interesting about the book of Joshua that I haven't mentioned yet is that Joshua's Jewish name is actually Yeshua. And what's interesting about that is Jesus's Jewish name is also Yeshua. Uh, Jesus is the greater Joshua. What did Joshua do? He led the people into the promised land. And what is Jesus going to do for us? He's going to lead us into the greater promised land, the kingdom of God. Beautiful book, beautiful picture of Jesus and our trust in him. I've thoroughly enjoyed our time in Joshua, maybe except for having to read all those hard names there for a couple of days. Luke chapter 21 verses 1 through 28 is our New Testament reading today. While Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. Some of his disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, The time is coming when all these things will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of the other. Teacher, they asked, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? He replied, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and saying, The time has come. But don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first. But the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and plagues in many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a great time of persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons. You will stand trial before kings and governors, because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. I just love that. Let's pause there. Um, how like they're going to be dragged before kings and governors. Jesus is telling his disciples this, and they were. They All of his disciples died terrible deaths uh, and faced great persecution. But he says, hey, don't fear. And, and the reason for not fearing is because you're going to use this as an opportunity to tell the most powerful people in the world about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like everything is used for the gospel. That's such an encouragement to me. Uh, it takes me back to my favorite verse, and I mention it quite a bit, but that's Philippians 1.21, the Apostle Paul. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Like when, when, you, when you understand who Jesus is and you trust in him, your whole life begins to orient around him. Everything's an opportunity. So if you get drugged before kings, it's an opportunity to tell them about me. And at worst case, they kill you. Awesome. You're going to be with me and in a greater place than you can ever even imagine. So I, I just, I love that picture Jesus paints there for us. Verse 16. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends will betray you. They will even kill some of you. And everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win your souls. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of its destruction has arrived. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. 
those in Jerusalem must get out, and those out in the country should not return to the city. For those will be in the days of God's vengeance, and the prophetic words of the scriptures will be fulfilled. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days, for there will be a disaster in the land and great anger against his people. They will be killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world, and Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the period of the Gentiles comes to an end. And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. That concludes our New Testament reading for the day. Moving on to Proverbs. We'll be in Proverbs chapter 13, verses 20 through 23. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Trouble chases sinners, while blessings reward the righteous. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. A poor person's farm may produce much food, but injustice sweeps it all away. And moving on to our psalm of the day, we're going to be continuing in this really long 89th psalm. And uh, as I do with the long psalms, I'm just going to read the whole thing and pray at the end. But feel free to pause me uh, and pray as the Lord would lead you. Or read through on your own in a paper or uh, phone Bible and just uh, read through and pray as God would lead you on that. Verse 38. But now you have rejected him and cast him off. You are angry with your anointed king. You have renounced your covenant with him. You have thrown his crown in the dust. You have broken down the walls protecting him and ruined every fort defending him. Everyone who comes along has robbed him, and he has become a joke to his neighbors. You have strengthened his enemies and made them all rejoice. You have made his sword useless and refused to help him in battle. You have ended his splendor and overturned his throne. You have made him old before his time and publicly disgraced him. Interlude. O Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember how short my life is. How empty and futile this human existence. No one can live forever. All will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Interlude. Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock your anointed king wherever he goes. Praise the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Yes, Lord, we do praise you, and uh, Lord, this is um, obviously speaking about David, but we know the ultimate David is Jesus, and he was mocked and ridiculed and shamed um, for my sake. He died so that I might live, and Lord, I am so grateful for your forgiveness and grace because I know with my own life I mock the Lord. I rebel against him. I rebel against you, uh, even though I am aware of what you've done for me. I forget and I want to be my own God. Lord, forgive me for that. Lord, I want to live a lifestyle of repentance, turning from my wisdom to Jesus' wisdom. Please help me and give me the faith and the courage to do that. Lord, it is in your name I pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our reading through the one-year Bible today. 
I do hope that you will share some of your thoughts with me and join me back here tomorrow for another day of reading through the Bible together.